Welcome to the book review of Meditations by Marcus Aurelius. This book is about one of the Roman... It's about the thoughts of one of the Roman emperors or Caesars. One, one of the top guys in the Roman Empire. Uh, I can't quite remember the official name. I believe it's Emperor or Caesar. Now, there were supposed to be, I heard, six Caesars or emperors that we in retrospect think were good or well-liked or fair leaders, emperors, Caesars. And Marcus Aurelius is seen as one of these great and fair leaders. Now, coming to the title Meditations, when I heard Meditations, I thought of some sort of meditation practice, a spiritual practice, so I was quite uh, surprised to find out when I Googled it. Oh no, meditations means well thought out opinions, thoughts on a certain topic. Some sort of opinion or something that you have really thought out or contemplated properly. So this book is this this book is about how Marcus Aurelius viewed life and how he thinks you should live life. Now, he never wrote this book for other people. He never wrote this book as a guide to people. These are all notes he wrote to himself. So he'd write down, he'd, he'd write to themselves, dear soul. And then he'd say, talk about, oh, why, why do you do this and this? Or why do you get distracted to this and this? So the most of his meditations... Is thoughts well thought out? Thoughts were addressed to himself, so he's mostly talking to himself and kind of assuring that he himself stayed on the path. Now, so first of all, that's something you should be aware of. And then another thing you should be aware of that that was written. I, I guess in Latin, it might also be, be written in Greek. I can't quite remember. And it was then translated to modern day English language or whatever other language you wanted to listen or read it. And me personally, I did listen to it on Audible, which has some drawbacks to having a physical book. Now, fuck, I see now so often. That's so ridiculous. So it's quite one of the great emperors, and these are its, his thoughts on life. Now, here comes here's the problem with listening to something on Audible. To really get something out of listening to a book, I think you have to sit down and take notes while you're listening to it. That's the advantage of having a physical book. You have it in front of you, and you can directly mark things in the book. You can do that with an audiobook, but it's, it's more of a hassle, and I didn't do it. So here's on the top of my head what I got from listening to his thoughts to here's what he got from listening to the book right one one important thing i learned now if you listen to me one of my episodes in which i talked about learning being a, or being a behavioral change to learn something you have to change your behavior that means what did i learn in a book means, okay, this is the insight I got out of it. How will this insight change my behavior in my real life? 
One of the things you'd often talk about is death. You shouldn't fear death. Death is just a, a reconstruction of of energy. Now, energy wasn't the the exact term that he used in the sense. I I kind of realizing right now after I listened to some books how little you actually remember from reading a book. And I actually thought that this was a quite interesting way that he looked as death. That death isn't like, oh, you're gone. Death is, right, you're just changing your state. And that's all according to nature. Now, I think that the thing that I, I found really practical was he often talked about doing good for the sake of doing good. And that you should be distanced from low-level needs like need for power, praise, appraise, or validation or sex or other things now he would say why do you need praise for having done something good if you did something good you did something good to yourself and why would you expect something additional some additional good to come out of doing something good and I thought about that. Now, this totally depends on your perspective, but if you are interested in metaphysical topics or more spiritual, then you may think, all right, I am connected with everything in the world around me. Now, you can look at this from a scientific perspective. Think, well, we're all made out of the same atoms. So I am connected with everything around me, and if I do something good, I am just doing good to another part of myself. Why would I expect something extra good to come out of that? Or why do I even need something extra to come out of that? Let's say I... Taking an example out of my life. I empty the dish, uh, dishwasher. You know, my impulse is to be to hope that my parents come like, hey, good job for cleaning out the dishwasher. But why? Do you really need that? No. You did something good. You spared someone else's time, someone who's most likely stressed, hardworking, and you gave them more time to relax and give them a more clear headspace. That other person is just an extension of yourself. Also, you feel good for doing good. Uh, I, I wouldn't neglect that aspect of doing something good. It's sometimes overlooked. Hey, you actually feel pretty good or even really good if you do something good. Why do you need something extra to come out of it? Why do you need someone to praise you? For something you did good. If you did good, you did good to yourself. Why do you need something extra on top of that? You don't. And that's something you'd often talk about. Or you would say, instead of praying, and this was an extreme example, let's say your, your child is sick, and he said, instead of praying that your child will be better, pray that you don't need your child to be better. Or the way you phrase it is, 
It wasn't that he would pray for that he doesn't care. Like, oh, I don't care if my child dies. But more of that, well, I guess in a sense that you're detached from it. Instead of praying for getting praise or validation, pray for not needing praise and validation. Instead of praying for better health, pray for not caring about better health. Now, this is always, you got to take it to some extent. Uh, I, I'm kind of fucking up what he said. It made more sense the way he was formulated formulated it. The idea behind it is instead of praying to get low level needs, pray that you are independent from those needs. That you don't need them anymore. And going back to the validation thing, another thing we'd often say is life is a blink of an eye. You will be dead before you know it. And it happens quick. That's something I think about quite a bit recently. Is Your life is, well, I say your life is so short. As someone that's 19 years old, I can't completely grasp that yet. But I don't realize that I and pretty much everyone I know is kind of living like they would never die. Now, what does that mean? It's kind of, it's, it's not only that people are living like they won't die. It's more, it's not in your reality that you will die. When you eat your food, it's, you're kind of detached from it. Death isn't, doesn't seem real. It's not there. And perhaps that's also part of the reason why it's feared so much. In my experience, the more you love life, the less you fear death. Or perhaps because you fear death less, you love life more. Tricky to say. But that's definitely a correlation that I've noticed in my life. And the thing you would say about validation, your life is a blink of an eye. And before you know it, you will be dead, and the person that buried you will be dead as well. Why do you care for lower-level things like status, power, validation, etc.? Since everyone who admires you or validates you will themselves be dead soon, and even sooner, everyone will be forgotten. Not only you, but even the people who think of you. So why strive for some low-level validation? It's something you're always going to be striving for. There's always going to be certain things that you will strive for. But why? Is it necessary? No. Then you can be happy without all those things. And you can. But it's you yourself telling yourself that you need these, these things that is holding you back. Another thing he would talk about is not getting mad at assholes or thieves or other people. He would always say, if someone is bad, it's, it is in their nature to be bad. They cannot help but be bad. 
The reason they're bad is out of ignorance. They don't know any better. And you should be kind to everyone and try and genuinely help them. Now, either that person, you can help that person become a better person, which is always a thing of you who what who says that something is better than something else. And if it you can't, then why get mad at it? Because either you can try and change the situation or the person, or you can't. Either way, there's no reason to get mad about it. Also, when someone is an asshole, you should also see that part of you in yourself. If I get mad, let's say I was sitting downstairs watching television and I, next to me there was like a packet of chocolate just lying on the table. I'm like, why would you just leave your packet of chocolate in the table? Throw it in trash. And then I thought, hmm. Uh, actually, I myself do often uh, leave my one shaver lying around the bathroom. Not even because I don't care. I literally don't see it and I forget about it. It's not in my video. Like, I can, I don't consciously see it. And I'm like, hmm, that's probably the same thing for my dad. Or let's say my mom is angry at something. Like, oh, why is she always angry and negative? Like, huh, do I know that feeling? If I had times where I'm stressed in a bad mood, I feel overwhelmed, and then I act in that way, yes. Okay, so I can understand where this person is coming from. He took a lot of pride in being a simple person. Someone that doesn't have a lot of needs. Someone that strives to be fair and truthful and kind. One of the examples was of the story of the Spartans. Now, he only referenced this quickly, but he'd say that when there was a festival for either or something, the Spartans would always help the people, the guests, the visitors that came in, find the best seats. And then once everyone was done, they'd try and find the seats somewhere or wherever there was still space free. And I thought that was quite admirable. And I admire people like that. And I think that's also part of what makes a great leader is someone who puts other people in front of themselves. Now, that shouldn't mean you should take abuse from other people. That means you should be kind to everyone. Now, this is also something talked about. What can an asshole do to you if you, no matter what he does, are still genuinely kind to that person? And it's true. I had a time in my life where I kind of saw kindness or being genuinely nice as a weakness and you kind of see that floating around in the internet which is oh no more mr nice guy this and that now i get the message behind it and i can agree with that the, the idea behind that no more mr nice guy or don't be a simp is 
be honest and be truthful. There's a difference there. You can be genuinely nice because you genuinely want to be a good person and want to help other people. Or you could be a simp and kind of try and manipulate people. That's, that's the idea behind the simp. The simp isn't someone confident who's just friendly and nice to people. The simp is someone who's nice to girls because he wants to get laid. There's a crucial difference there. It was never about being an asshole. And that took me a bit to realize it's a key to uh, getting a girlfriend or interacting with people in life isn't being an asshole. It's about being confident and it's also about being kind and loving, but in a non-needy way. The, the problem with the simp behavior or being a nice guy, quote unquote, which I will equate with being a simp, is that you're not being truthful about your intentions and that you're lying like, oh, I'm going to be nice because I expect something back. And not being kind because you're genuinely a kind person, no matter what that person does. Now, you also said just because you should be kind doesn't mean you should let bad behavior just happen. Because in the end, if someone is behaving badly or in a bad fashion or manner, that person is hurting other people, including yourself. And it would be cruel to let such a person hurt more and more people. In the end, this is my view of life. You should, you should try and spread as much love and happiness as you can, which sounds very goofy. But I, I think there's truth to that. In the end, this is your life. You've got one life. Maybe you're reborn after that. Who knows? Can't say. I'm not sure. But in the end, why be in a bad mood? Why be an asshole to other people if you can spread good vibes? And not only will yourself will feel better, but then other people will feel better, obviously. But if someone's being an asshole, you should stand up for justice. Right, that's the wrong way to formulate it because that's the way to cringe. You should not let bad people, and when they're bad people, this is solely subjective. Let's say a murderer, run free because it will be cruel to other people and yourself to do so. Not being kind to anyone. That's why you always need to be strong and confident. I think that's the key. The key is to be as strong as you possibly can in your life so you can be a role model to others and spread as much happiness and love and whatever you can to other people. If you're weak, you cannot help other people out and you cannot... Well, even help yourself. Now, weak doesn't only refer to physical. It can refer to anything. You should bring value to yourself and also to others. 
And if you see an injustice, you should try strive to make justice. Now, here what I would say, if you're dealing with difficult people, really try and generally, with true kindness, help these people out. With true kindness. If you shout at them or, Oh, you dumb fuck, you don't know shit, la 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 la. You're not going to get anywhere. And that's another thing he would talk about is realize that something may seem bad on the surface, but you don't know if they're actually doing good. There's a bigger picture there. There's always a bigger picture. Maybe you're the person wrong. Think of this. How many people do you know where you think they're doing something wrong or they're thinking about something wrong? I bet a bunch. Now imagine that every single person, you know, even that person, the people that you think are totally wrong and think backwards and are total idiots also think they are correct. Everyone thinks they are right. Everyone thinks they're correct, including you. You might be the idiot. Now, of course, you might say, oh, it couldn't be me. Because uh, I know this and that, and blah, blah, blah. It could be you. In the end, you could also argue to a subjective. And for people with different life experience, different things might be true. Maybe there's someone who trusted people with their secrets. Oh, I ate that chocolate bar last night. And he tells all his friends and... Everyone can keep their mouth shut. And maybe someone else also ate a chocolate bar, tells 20 of their friends, and all of their friends tell to other people. And then everyone at school is like, oh my God, he ate the old chocolate bar. What an asshole. His parents, I will tell his parents. Two people live on the same earth. Totally different life experience. One is like, you can't trust people with secrets. The other one is, oh, you can't trust people with secrets. They have totally contradicting conclusion because they have contradicting life experience. Can you say that that person, one person is right and the other person is wrong? No. And that's something you should examine in yourself. And if, that's all you need to realize. If someone, someone does something wrong, it's out of ignorance. And I have that impulse too. I'm sometimes an asshole. And I'm sometimes needy. That's on both ends. And it's out of ignorance. I don't think that anyone is truly trying to do what they think is bad. Now people do bad things. Maybe some people are aware that they're doing something bad. But maybe if they... Realize more deeply why what they're doing is wrong. They wouldn't do it. Now, I want to take this example and display it by an everyday experience or occurrence. Because that's kind of the counter to this argument. I say someone does something bad out of ignorance. And I explain 
And the counterexample, like what about people that do bad and they know they do bad and they still do it? Now I'm going to kind of try and counter how that may still be ignorance with an everyday example. Now let's say brushing your teeth. People tell you, oh, you should brush your teeth. And you know, because the dentist always tells you, oh, you should brush your teeth. But you still don't brush your teeth. You're consciously doing something that's bad for yourself and maybe for others because your breath stinks. But you still do it. Now you would say, see, well, they're obviously not ignorant of the fact that you should buff your teeth. But they're still not doing it. So they're consciously doing something bad. So people don't only do bad things out of ignorance. Or maybe, you know, another factor, of course, there's more factors in that. It's like, oh, maybe emotions. But maybe if you're really stuck in anger, you're ignorant. That you're just in, of the fact that you're just in this emotional state and that you're not making smart decisions. So let's take this brushing teeth example. I didn't used to brush my teeth as regularly as I should. I'm thinking if I brushed my teeth today, I think I did. I am not sure. I, I thing is, I didn't used to brush my teeth as often as I should. I didn't take it seriously. Or I'd brush them, but I, I, I'd do it half-assed. I'd brush my teeth half-assed. And at some point, uh, you know, my teeth got bad. And I had to go to the dentist, I had to get fillings, and I, I had to get a tooth pulled when I was a kid once. Then later, I got my wisdom teeth pulled, which is a common thing. And I really got problems with my jaw. My jaw was kind of fucked up in some way. And then I truly recognized, oh, brushing my teeth and taking care of my teeth properly is crucial. Because if I don't, I will have to suffer through the things I suffered for recently, like getting my teeth pulled or things drilled, brushing my teeth is truly important. And then I wanted to brush my teeth and I didn't do it half-assedly and I take care of my teeth and mouth and whatever properly. Before, so see, now I truly understand why I was doing something. And I was kind of ignorant of the Deeply why I should have brushed my teeth. And that's the same thing for people who do bad things. They know they're bad, but they still do it. Maybe if you're a mass murderer, you kind of know because people tell you murdering is bad. Or maybe like you're in a military situation and your general tells you, oh, go kill these people and you know it's bad, but it's in order, so you do it. There's there's levels of ignorance. Maybe there's a low-level ignorance that you realize, okay, maybe I know it's bad because that's what I've been told and how I grew up. But maybe if those people truly understand how terrible it is what they're doing and why truly it is bad, they wouldn't do it. So there's levels to everything. And if someone hurts you, it's out of ignorance. Now, I've been rambling on for quite a while and I can only record for 30 minutes. Would I recommend this book? It's a it's a good book. I'll this is the top of my head, eight out of ten. Listening to it, I definitely took from things with it. I, I'm trying to be kinder to people, less of an asshole, which did that that wasn't necessarily from the book. I try to not need praise anymore. 
and try to realize, okay, if someone does something bad, it's it's out of ignorance. They don't truly mean it that way. Perhaps there's some, some small things, insights I gained from the book as well, which will come up situational. Where I'm in a situation and then that comes up, oh, I, I, I listened to that, I remember that. All right. I'll try and put links to things in the description. That being said, since it was written ages ago, I don't know if there's like, there's not one book, uh, Meditations, Marcus, I realized there's a bunch of different translations probably, and different offers kind of giving, putting, giving their own take on it. So I'd recommend just giving it a quick Google search and kind of seeing what has the best reviews or what appeals to you the most. All right, that's that. Thank you for listening. Now comes some of the personal stuff. I should have uploaded this on Saturday, and then it was Sunday, and now it's Monday. So it's going to be out Monday evening. I'm sorry, people. Uh, yeah, I'm... I'd like to blame on the fact that I was busy, and I kind of was, but I also wasted a lot of time. So, yeah, a little bit lazy. I'm working on it. I'm trying to stick to the schedule. This last week is, you know, I'm saying it's stressful, but I still have enough time to play games with friends and watch anime. All right, whatever. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you in the next episode.